Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank goodness for those dudes. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL player, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman. Now I got a bunch of podcasts. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is now three times a week now that we shift into off-season mode. We also have the Fantasy Feast Podcast is year-round because, look, it never stops. Player projections, lessons learned from the year before, talking about the draft prospects for guys that play dynasty fantasy. That never stops, just like this show never stops. College Draft Podcast is a great one this time of year because we're breaking down the top prospects. So not only is that good just for you to know the top players and for you to know for your team that you enjoy, but also how about betting on the draft? We all know how lucrative betting on the draft can be. Cannot emphasize this enough. This show is year-round. We never stop. Steve, we'll get into this momentarily, but Steve has best bets every week on different sports. If you don't listen in the off-season, that's 30 minutes that you are taking away from enjoyable entertainment all year-round. Not just the listening part, but enhancing whatever sports are going on. NBA, we'll get into March Madness. will be here before you know it. It's awesome. Please check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. My producer, Jack, has me blowing up on TikTok, which is amazing. Then we got the Instagram and Facebook and Twitter for at Ross Tucker Pods. Evidently, I'm blowing up on Instagram Reels. Again, I have nothing to do with that. I just talk into this microphone, and Jack makes all of the social media stuff happen. So I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. As a reminder, if you ever take advantage of any of our sponsors, you go to the top of the list to ask Steve a question. So if you hear the sponsor on any of our shows, or you go to the sponsor page at RossTucker.com and get something you need anyway, perhaps like a Valentine's Day gift, a last-minute Valentine's Day gift at MyFrontPageStory.com, which, by the way, is the ideal way to do it, I've decided. You buy a story all about your loved one today. You put the order form in an envelope, hand them the envelope. 
honey, I, I've contracted with an author to write an amazing story about how special you are. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Think about your wife or whoever, your significant other. Think about the anticipation for the next week or so while they are waiting to get that story. I mean, they will be dying inside. It's almost better than giving them the whole thing today. Myfrontpagestory.com. Use the code RTFP. You get 10% off. Anyway, that could be the code you use, by the way. That could be the sponsor you use to be able to ask Steve a question. Steve, of course, is the great Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports. Pregame.com is where you can get all of his picks. He gives out a portion of them here. And Steve, I actually sound a lot happier than I am right now. I'm not happy, Steve. You want to know why? Number one, no matter who you wanted or bet on in the Super Bowl, a game-clinching ticky-tack holding penalty stinks. It just that nobody game clinching ticky tack borderline holding penalty. Thank you, refs, for ruining the ending of the Super Bowl. I don't care if the Chiefs win or who wins. Just let's have an exciting ending where a player makes a great play, please. And then, um, I'm not going to lie, I do a lot of work for the Eagles. Probably better for me if they had won. Although it's not like I get any more money or anything, but it probably would be better for me if they won. More importantly, my daughters, my wife, everybody, all my friends and family, they're all Eagles fans. So that kind of stunk. And then for our purposes here, Steve, I lost five units. I was 0 for 3. I laid the point and a half with the Eagles. Looking pretty good when they were up 10 at halftime. Should have been more. That fumble return killed them. That was one unit. I can't believe none of our props won. Now, I never was with you on the Miles Sanders over 13 and a half carries. I was not riding with you on that one. But Kelsey over six and a half catches. I cannot believe that. I mean, he had three on the first two drives. I I can't believe they scored that many points without him getting seven or eight catches. He got more yards than I thought he would, but less catches. And then you and I both liked the Hurts under 241 and a half passing. I mean, Steve, that's the best I've ever seen him play. So I'm not happy, Steve. I'm not happy at all. How about you? Oh, I'm unhappy. And for full disclosure, uh, for my clients, they got 11 Super Bowl props. I had been 23 and six on Super Bowl props the last three years. I went four and seven, Ross. On my own Super Bowl bets, I went 23 and 23. And remember, I'm laying some some serious vig on some of these. So for me to lose in the Super Bowl, and I lost personally on my bets, that's like, that's an, like, and I didn't lose much. I lost a little bit, but that's an, like an epic, like horrendous. I mean, this is like a cash cow. This is where you make all your money. It's almost like, you know, you, you have a ticket broker that's working during March Madness and he winds up breaking even. They're like, well, you broke even. And it's like, no, you don't understand. That's where I'm making all my money is during this time of year. So for me not to make money, um, and frankly, it was a down NFL year. I hit just over 50%. But by the time you pay the VIG, I'm actually in the red with my clients, and that's very rare. So I'm depressed. I'm down, and it's just an opportunity to um, to raise my game next year. Um, so the, the year goes into the book, and it was a disappointment. But this is what I like, Steve. I like this show because it's 30 minutes or less. 
We get to the point. We give you our picks. I like the transparency. I like the accountability. It's hard. It's supposed to be hard. I'm not a better. I'm not a better. B e t t e r sports better. B e t t o r than you are, Steve. I just had a better year. I, I just had a good year. And maybe the fact that I was up 35 units for the year and you were up two units for the year, maybe that just goes to show how strange of a year it was. But we emphasize this at the start of every year. This is hard. You are unlikely to make money or a lot of money long-term from this. This is primarily an entertainment thing. Because it feels like, Steve, knowing you now and knowing like, you know, Paul Robert, who's been on the show a couple of times, who's done some, some, some stuff with you, it really feels like to win, the guys that win, Steve, they're, it, it's all consuming. And you win because you get the better of the line right when it comes out. In other words, it feels to me like it's pretty hard for a recreational guy that just places the bet Sunday morning, or even if they listen to even money podcast on Tuesday, I I feel like it's probably pretty hard for a recreational guy to really win consistently because the, um, the separations in the preparation, right? Like, like where you win is by being on all the time and seeing the markets that are off and capturing it, whereas Joe Blow, finance executive, doesn't have time to be doing that. Spot on. And to use an example, the best example I can give is that many bettors feel betting on any sport is like a final exam where you study, you study, you study, and finally it comes time at some point during the week or the day, you're going to make your bets and you make them all at once. It's like taking the final exam at one during a two hour window. That's the wrong way to think of things because the answer changes. The it's fluid. It's dynamic. It's like the stock market. I'll use an example of college basketball. We're going to be talking a lot about March madness. So there's a late game on the West coast and air force is hosting New Mexico and air force is bad. And New Mexico is a much better team. Well, New Mexico, one of their best players, House, isn't going to play. Late scratch. Boom. All of a sudden, Air Force becomes very much a great bet. And, you know, the number crashes right at post. But that's an example where you, if you're monitoring 24-7, especially in a sport like college basketball, that the moves aren't instantaneous when reports like this come out. The better absolutely is going to have the best of it. But not just betting in the morning, he's got to be following a 24-7. That's what Paul and I did. We worked together, no secret. Paul printed out a, a whole bunch of money, and now his limits have been cut to, to peanuts in many books because he was so successful. Um, <clears throat> without going through all of them, Steve, what were some of the bets for the Super Bowl that you did personally or you gave your clients that typically go well that didn't? Like, what, what were the things that worked for you or didn't work for you? What killed me was I always am skewed in the Super Bowl towards more scoring in the second half than the first half. So I bet the second half would outscore the first half. You know what? It could have happened. It didn't get there. There was too much scoring in the first half. So it was a close loss. And I bet that there would not be a score in the first six minutes. 
So right off the bat, that was two of my of, of my seven losses, uh, and it's just wrong. Both I thought both offenses would be start slow, ball control, um, take a long time in the drives, and that wasn't the case. Eagles came right down the field, eleven yard gain, thirteen yard gain, boom, 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 just um, zinging the ball, successful, and I was just wrong about that. Okay, I have an interesting question. And there's no way any of us could have known this, I guess, other than the footing being bad in the Fiesta Bowl. But I know as a former offensive lineman, Steve, bad footing is good for the offense because the defensive linemen can't get off the snap the way they need to. They, their get-off is not the same. And they can't turn the corner. Watch how many times you watch the tape. The Eagles, Reddick and Sweat, they get the corner. And when they try to bend, they call it running the hoop. When they try to bend around the hoop, they lose their footing. Meanwhile, in coverage, you have to react to what the offensive player does. So you're necessarily going to lose your footing more than the offensive player who knows where he's going? Steve, if I knew the footing would have been that bad, I would not have bet the under on Hertz and his passing yards. And in fact, I would have bet the over for the game. That's a huge advantage. And by the way, also a huge embarrassment for the NFL that I've never seen. I think I've seen more slipping in that game than I've seen like in snow games. I mean, I was at snow for Bengals Bills. There was more slipping in the Super Bowl than there was in that game. You nailed it. My number one takeaway, point of emphasis betting next year is going to be the sack prop. And I got to tell you, Ross, every time I see some snow accumulating on the field, I'm going to bet sacks under. We we saw it with the Bengals able to protect Burrow and Buffalo with some snow on the field. Any slippery field, it just makes sense that it takes an awful lot for the defense to be able to get five sacks, right? absolutely all over that one um it was just that part of it i would say um from my perspective was disappointing speaking by the way of buffalo that's where they make labat blue lots of things go better together hockey food golf but if you really want to take things to the next level Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. As we break it down, Steve, <clears throat> let's just do it one at a time. I had a unit on the Eagles laying the point and a half. Steve, I still kind of feel like they were the better team. I, I still kind of feel like, I mean, they, they were better in every single stat, but the fumble return for a touchdown, the punt return, I mean, everybody's talking about the end of the game, and I didn't like it, but 
those were the two plays. I mean, those are the two anomaly plays. Those are the two plays that you can't anticipate that made a huge difference in the outcome of the game. Freeze it. Let's go back in our time machine. Let's replay the game again. What should the line be? Eagles minus one. I don't think we saw anything that would change our minds about that. That um, two very close to equal teams. Eagles a little bit better. Kansas City with more experience and the best quarterback. Coin flip. As for the prop bets, the one I love the most was Kelsey's over six and a half catches. Can't believe that one did. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. I, I am really surprised that the Chiefs moved the ball that well in the second half. First of all, I never thought they would run the ball that much, so I messed up that. Secondly, I'm just surprised they threw the ball that much and Kelsey still only had six catches. I guess and what I learned there is kind of hard to get seven or eight catches. I mean, six catches, he had a good game. Our, the bet was perfectly good. The, the game script just um, – didn't play out right. If Mahomes doesn't scramble for the 28 yards on the final drive, Kelsey gets his last catch and we and we cash and his over-under closes seven and a half. I'm never going to beat myself up on this. It's an important concept. I don't care if I lose a bet. If I play over six and a half and might and dude closes seven and a half and it moves an entire catch in the betting markets, I had the right side. And it sucks that he wound up with 81 yards and he went over what his um, reception yards number was. But the bottom line, that was just a good bet that didn't cash. Sanders over 13 and a half carries. How many did he even get? I think he had seven. That was a bad wager. And and you knew we were dead. Literally in the first carry, Sanders like fumbles the ball out of bounds. <laughs> and and got smashed. Yes. And gets smashed. And you're like, and then you're seeing Gainwell and you're like, oh, here's Boston Scott. And Hertz is running the ball. And you're like, that was just, you know, he certainly, the markets liked that over, but it was just a dead nut wrong side, especially after that very first play, like you said. And I don't know what to say about the Hurts under 241 and a half passing yards other than he was phenomenal. I mean, he Martin. he played awesome. Like, I can't believe he threw the ball in a double coverage. A.J. Brown gets a touchdown. He, his best throw was incomplete. They come with a blitz. He gets smoked. He threw the ball to Quez Watkins 40 yards downfield. Quez got two hands on it. Would have been a tough catch, but still, um, that, we, that was just a bad read by we, I mean, he had not played well since the shoulder injury. He bad read by everyone. Average games at best. Mar- market loved the bet. They're cutting in line to play under 236 at post. Close 233, you know? So um, does, doesn't mean that the markets are always right. They were wrong here. Um, markets thought that... The Eagles would keep doing what they'd done to get them there. And they they adjusted. They evolved good coaching, you know, just because they ran the ball throughout the playoffs. They were very good passing in the Super Bowl. Okay, so um, for the week, I was down five units. You were down six units. We were 0-2 on our best bets, the Kelsey prop and the Hertz prop. So for the year... I was up 35 units, a 13% return on investment, uh, 56% strike rate. You were up two units, 1% return, 51% strike rate. On our best bets, we were 24 and 20, which is a 55% strike rate. At some point over the next couple weeks, 
We will have grades. Sean Grady, our Australian sensation, he will have all kinds of data for us, Steve, which will be really good to know how we do betting sides versus totals versus props versus teasers. Um, He'll have all that information, and that'll be a good episode. So, again, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're listening um, or watching YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Steve, they're already coming out with Super Bowl winner bets for next year. You can bet futures. Now, I believe you never like to bet futures because that's needle in the haystack. You prefer season win totals. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. A lot of people like to bet Super Bowl winner bets. Do you ever do that? Do you see any value? Typically, I only do it after two or three games into the season when you can see a team is much better than what we anticipated. And the team really this year would be the Eagles. You know, the Eagles were, if you got on them back in September, I know they were 22 to one, you know, right when the season started, uh, the Rams with Goff was an example that just, you know, started out kicking butt. Probably the best example, the Rams, greatest show on turf. They're supposed to win six and a half games with Kurt Warner. Well, by week three, you could see the market just had gotten that completely wrong. So look for a team that just absolutely maximizes um, or, or is exceeding expectations by a great amount. I've got good news, though, Ross. We're a little down from a down Super Bowl. It's like that fantasy football commercial. You had They play, you had a bad day. One giant step goes 0-14. He's on the treadmill, shaking his head. I have three letters for you. XFL. Action starts Saturday. Vegas is at Arlington. We've got football going forward. Interesting. Have you already, like, studied it? Do you have, like, bets in? No, because I am very much of a data guy, and so I'm flying blind completely. So I need to, I need to see the box scores from the first week and see the action. But starting the following week, uh, I would welcome – us having a little XFL segment each and every week. I'm fine with that. Um, what is um, what is kind of your betting calendar over the next few months? Here we are. It's February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody, by the way. Um, you still have time. Myfrontpagestory.com. But what uh, what's kind of your focus? I know you're constantly potentially betting on everything. But what's kind of your focus and what do you envision in addition to the great email questions we get from the listeners that I think are very, very helpful? What do you envision us discussing, you know, over the next few months? Yeah, so I'm very much of a top-down better, meaning if I've got a golf expert that says, hey, you know, it's time to bet DeChambeau this week. That's top-down. I'm copying him. I, I have no idea who DeChambeau is. Well, I do know who he is. But the um, but I'm just I'm just following someone else's expertise, black box style. The bottom up is when you're actually the one that's um, originating the play and doing all the work. And I try to just do one sport, heavy lifting at once. So I'm done with the NFL now, and I'm going to go ahead and move on over to college basketball over the next month with the um, the bottom up, where I'm really actively watching all the teams, evaluating them recognizing things like Indiana. I don't care that the record's not very good. The Hoosiers are a really good team. They're healthy now, things like that. 
And I will do bottom up with the XFL as well because there's only eight teams. So I'll have enough time to do both of those sports. Those will be my focus till March Madness ends. Then the NBA playoffs start. NBA become during the playoffs becomes my point of emphasis, the one sport I follow the most. Interesting. All right. So we definitely talk about the Triple Crown in horse racing. We'll start to talk next week about any bets Steve has NBA college basketball. We'll all start to dip our toes a little bit into the XFL and we will get to some awesome email questions like this one. Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to ask Steve. The email address is ross at rosstucker.com. Again, ross at rosstucker.com. Love your email questions on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Love them here on the Even Money Podcast because you guys ask better questions, frankly, than I could, and I like hearing Steve's answers. Okay. Kendall Dexter. I've been studying certain aspects of NFL gambling, and I'm getting pretty good. Question for Steve. If I'm zeroing in on making the books pay regularly, how do I extend my ability to do so? So in lieu of hiring runners, and if that's still a viable option, I want to hear about that. What does a person do, say, assuming they had the sports result book from the future in their hand? You know you can win. How do you get more money down? Wow, it's a very open-ended bet. Um, obviously, if you've got the sports almanac, you would play a whole lot of 12-team parlays. Uh, we're anti-parlay, but if we know the results, it's like Groundhog Day where Bill Murray is discussing, oh, well, the Cavs are going to win by nine. The Pistons are going to win by 11 tonight. <laughs> and I'll bet you I'll bet you even money that, that those will be the exact final scores. Um, but the, I mean, that's unrealistic. You know, to get back to what Kendall was saying, well, why do I need people to get down for me? Well, that's when your accounts are getting limited. So I will, let's say you're in Pennsylvania and you're Paul Roberts and you can't get down no more and you want to keep making money against certain books that have limited you. Well, you make friends. That's just the way it is. You make 10 friends. You have them all deposit their $10,000 into that account. You help fund it. You're a partner with them. You go 50-50. Boom, you get big bonuses. Maybe these guys have never bet before. You tell them, you're, you consult with them. You tell them what to bet, how to maximize your bonuses. Hint, um, if you have a bonus, don't play a straight-up bet. Typically, you look to play a bigger money line, like a three-team parlay that pays six to one. And you can make a whole lot of money partnering up with people, taking advantage of these great bonuses at these various books. Everything about that's legal. Yes. you can. But now, one thing he said that I don't like is that he said, Oh, like have runners. Okay. So now I, I can't speak. I, I, I don't have a law degree, so I can't speak to the legality state by state, but I can tell you it is most certainly illegal to pay someone to play sports bets for you in Nevada. So that is not legal. The right, what is legal is that you go partners with them and they put in a bet. Maybe they're taking as little as 3% of the action and you're taking 97%. That is most certainly legal when you're just like a two team partnership, uh, each of you taking a share of the bets. Check him out on social media at 
Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. Reminder, if you haven't already, download the DraftKings app. Sign up with code Ross. We got new states, Ohio, Maryland. I think Massachusetts is coming soon. You can place $5 on any pregame money line bet on the NBA and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. So basically, Steve, you just make sure you bet a heavy favor, right? If it's, if it's a money line bet, you're doing the bet for five dollars to, to unlock the one fifty. So just bet a huge favorite, right? Yeah, and and the sports book is not trying to trick you into losing. They're just giving you a hundred fifty dollar bonus, and this is a way you can like actually enjoy winning it. Yes, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Ross uh, next week. We'll see what Steve thinks about the XFL. We'll get to more of your questions. Maybe next week will be the week grades joins us to go over the year that was. And maybe for the heck of it, Steve, we can look at some of the future Super Bowl bets. And even though we're not actually recommending it, we could just see ones where we think there's value or no value, or at least that you should consider it, that we think that the book's too high or too low on them. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.